Welcome back to tonight's first intermission report. Merrimack taking on Boston University here. Jay, Tom, Lawler, Rink, Mike Macknick, John Leahy with you. And joining us here chatting before the game, actually, voice of BU Hockey for many years, Bernie Corbett. And first of all, Bernie, got to ask you about a couple of things I know dear to your heart. First of all, uh, recently or not that long ago, actually, uh, Rolling Stones, passing of Charlie Watts. And uh, really uh, such an impact in rock and roll history. And I know you have been a huge, huge uh, follower of the Rolling Stones, chronicler of, the, of their uh, their escapades, as it were, and, and uh, in print as well. Uh, uh, your, your thoughts on Charlie Watts? Yeah, the, the, the rock of the rock. I mean, the foundation uh, to which uh, the temple was built with, with, his, with his drumming. And uh, he gave a swing to rock and roll, too. I mean, I mean, you know, poor Charlie. I, I, I said to one of my friends, who's a big Stones fan at the time, I said, just a nice, quiet English gentleman. He just wanted to play drums in a jazz band. And then he was, like, kidnapped by these aliens, you know. For, for about a half century, it became a multimillionaire. And, and, but, no, he, he, was, he was really, really special. And, uh, and, and Charlie, a friend of mine, uh, John De Christopher, he is the uh, the artist rep, longtime artist rep for Zildjian Symbols, which is located down in Norwell. Yeah. Worldwide he- headquarters for Zildjian Symbols is in Norwell, by the way. If anybody's scoring at home, yeah. and John spent a lot of time with all the great drummers of rock and roll. And John was a huge Rolling Stones fan, and he actually had the opportunity to spend time with Charlie and to get an idea of how Charlie. You know, your idols sometimes you're disappointed. John talked about going to London with Charlie Watts, walking around central London to go go for tea. Charlie, impeccably dressed as always, you know, right to the letter, the hair, no hair out of place. And people coming up on the street to John and Charlie, and Charlie deflecting him in this way. I can understand why you're all excited. This is a very important person. This is John De Christopher from the United States. He handles my symbols. <laughs> How do you not love a guy like that? Is that unbelievable? God, God bless him and God rest his soul. Gonna miss miss him tremendously. And uh, and of course, also uh, taking place at the same time as this, the Red Sox big game here down in Houston. Game six uh, looked like they were. Uh, couldn't be beaten, right? And then uh, all of a sudden it turned around. It shows you how quickly sports can change, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely. You know, Joe Torre, you know, momentum is uh, tomorrow's starting pitcher, and I think we've seen evidence of that. Uh, what happened in the last game is what I feared, which is Valdez realized this is a team that he pitched so well against twice during the regular season. He seemed to get that back, and uh, obviously to shut the Red Sox down the way that they did. But uh, uh, it's a shame. I mean, Sale pitched well enough to certainly keep him in the game and quality effort and everything. Um, I mean, the offense is going to have to come back. They're going to have to score runs to win. I mean, of, of all that, you give them everything and give them a quality start. But if they don't score, they're not going to win. But hopefully, we're going to get a, we get a, get to a game seven tomorrow. Yeah, you'll be following the game during this one. I know we will. <laughs> Trying not to be distracted. It won't be easy. Right. You know, we maybe invoke that no icing rule later on. <laughs> well, let's talk a little about this one. Be on Merrimack for the first time this season. Uh, these two teams played a couple of games into the end of, la- of last year. Split those games. Uh, they're both two and two coming into this one. Uh, both, I think, still trying to find themselves to a certain extent that BU certainly has been really hit by the injury bug and, uh, and and still without some of those key guys like Tuck and O'Brien but uh, what have you seen from this BU team so far? 
Well, it's been a little bit uh, of, a, of a roller coaster. I mean, uh, the game, the opening game down at uh, at UConn, I uh, would say, you know, if you were scoring it in boxing, I'd say the Terriers had the better of it, you know, and, and uh, they didn't get frustrated, which was good because they didn't score until, you know, short, they shot 41 of the game was their first, you know, the goal they got from Stevens that, that uh, tied it. And, you know, once again, power plays, uh, timely, you know, it's not just the percentages. It's if you have a chance, can you get one when you really need one? Master Simone, you got it. You get on the bus, you feel great. And then the next night, you don't feel so great. Um, what really bothered me about the, the, the second game, I think in particular, is that both teams really want to play upbeat. Both teams wanted to play up-tempo, and UConn did it better than BU the second night and won the game 5-1. to one. So there was a lot of disappointment the second night of that series. Uh, it seemed like, especially in that second game, you know, uh, I think it was a 1-1 tie midway through the second period. They go ahead, and that UConn does, and then from that point on, they just start rolling. I mean, uh, you look at points in the game, key points in the game, how does your team respond to adversity and so on. It seemed like the first night they were able to do that, maybe yeah. maybe the second night not so well. Yeah, the second night was it was not so well on on any level. Uh, I think uh, I, I think they learned. You know, hope that they learned something to uh, to take forward from that game. I, I think the main thing is that uh, in this league, <laughs> you know, I mean, we know there's no easy nights in this league, and I think sometimes uh, you might, uh, you know, still I think teams make the mistake of underestimating their opponents. Uh, UConn up front and UConn's ability to play at a pace is probably as good as anybody on a yeah. given night. Um, if they get goaltending, and uh, that might be one of the question marks for them a little bit as far as the experience in goal. Uh, you know, they're another team that's going to be a formidable team that, that could be in the discussion to be, you know, top four uh, team in the league. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, speaking of those games and so on, is, is, is home ice not what it used to be in hockey? East? It seems to me like, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a lot easier, relatively speaking, to win on the road than it used to be. Except here. Well, I, yeah, I got to give you the Jack Parker answer, except here, because uh, it does play a little differently here. And uh, I think that BU, uh, one of the things they benefited from this week, I think, was uh, there was a lot going on suddenly after the first time in a long time at Aganis. There was, uh, we had the Travis Roy tribute last night, which was right. really, really poignant, uh, very emotional for everybody. Uh, it was really well done. Uh, there was also some concerts in the building, so uh, there was a chance for uh, the team to practice at Walter Brown, which is always a good prep to come up here and play. As you guys know, things happen real quick up here on, this, on the surface at Lawler. Yeah. All right, so tonight, <clears throat> I know we're talking before the game, and folks will be listening after the first period. What's key for BU here, not only this weekend, but moving forward as well? Yeah, I think, well, tonight is to uh, to make the adjustment to playing on the smaller surface. And, uh, you know, that neutral zone can uh, kind of uh, throw you a curve. And I think that that's always uh, a little bit of a concern coming up here. Uh, the fact that uh, they are going to uh, their, their depth. you got a couple of key guys that are out up, up front, as you mentioned with O'Brien and Tuck, uh, that they can hopefully compensate, hopefully some of the com combinations that have been put together. But I think it's important for BU to try to uh, try, try to assert themselves and to uh, to make this uh, their kind of game and, uh, and also to be disciplined. Uh, uh, the first night against Sacred Heart, uh, BU was shorthanded for nine of the first 17 minutes. You can't let that happen. I'm impressed with, uh, with with the depth of the Merrimack team up front. It's an experienced decor and uh, skilled guys. And I talked to Max Newton this week, and, I mean, there's a lot of skill up front. I think this is a team you don't want to put on the power play. You're going to be in trouble. So I'd say stay out of the box and try to try to play your game. 
Uh, I should have one other question I meant to ask you. Jay Pendolfo returns to the fold here this yeah. season as a uh, as an assistant coach under Albie O'Connell. Uh, how's that gone so far? Yeah, I think it's great. I think that uh, Jay coming back and uh, Doug Friedman coming back in hockey right. operations right. is a real breath of fresh air for uh, for everybody. Uh, Jay was obviously a, a favorite of mine, and uh, obviously uh, you know coming back, you know, part of the New Jersey team. Uh, one of the arguably one of the best defensive forwards of all time, yeah. and uh, Doug Friedman was a great story coming from Walk On to become yeah. captain of that team in '94. And talking to Jacques Joubert recently, and he said, "Well, you got the guys on either side of me now. You got the '94 and the '96 <laughs> captain came back." He says, "I'm still in Chicago working for Merrill Lynch, so go figure." <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bernie. We appreciate it. Always great to see you. Always great to talk to you as well. Uh, have a good call in the game tonight and the rest of the season as well. Hopefully, see you again down the road. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Mike. Appreciate it. All right, Bernie Corbett, been our guest here, not only the voice of BU Hockey, but also, as you mentioned, Hockey on Campus had a good interview with Merrimack's Max Newton earlier this week, and a lot of great stuff there, so make sure you Google that, Hockey on Campus. Uh, anything else I'm missing, Bernie? Yeah, well, in, inside Hockey East also. Okay. You know, Don't I'm, forget Harvard football either. And, and, Harvard and also Harvard football, yeah. exactly. That's right. That's, that's right. Exactly. There you go. Yep. All right, so king of all media, Bernie Corbett's yeah. been our guest here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.